And welcome in, everybody. It is Rob, Ben, and Joe here with you again, hanging out in uh, what feels like week 23 of our <laughs> COVID quarantine. But I don't think we're quite there yet, literally, right? It's been a minute, Not though. yet. Hopefully, we're getting close. <laughs> I, you, you almost, like, are getting to where you're like, man... What's it like to I have don't. a basketball game I on TV <laughs> or golf happening or something, you know, baseball? I'm tired like, of watching reruns. There you yeah. go. And then, the, you know, the NFL uh, draft's about to happen and everything, and just, you, you know, you're getting around all that stuff, and none of it is occurring like it normally would. <laughs> I know it is craziness, indeed. I'll tell you what's funny, though. Um, you know, I, got, I had to get out and actually drive my car today, and I was like, this is fun. Drive. Like, this is all right. I can handle it's this. It's nice to get right. out. It's nice to get outside and drive a car. Robin and Joshua here with you, hanging out, brought to you by Bubba's Tire and uh, Network One Sports, of course, streaming live every Thursday at 6.30. And then uh, you can catch us again Friday at 7 p.m. and Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. on 96.9 The Buzz. You can also find us at uh, your Spotify or your music Apple playlist. You can download and follow us anywhere you go. Anytime you want to listen, you can. So uh, radio, Apple Pod Music, Apple Music, Spotify for your podcast. I'll get it out here in a second, guys. <laughs> hey, it's, it's easy to get to, too. That's right. Rob, Ben, and Joe show. That's right. It's got the logo on there. That's right. Real straightforward. Yep. And, of course, you can find us at powersmedianetwork.com. All those places, Facebook and Instagram, at RBJ Show and at RBJ Podcast. All the places you can find us. And this week, we have another special guest with us, one of the uh, the favorites from our friends over here, Rob and Ben, because he wears the uh, Georgia Tech logo, or at least he did for a while in time. And his name is Sinjin Days, and he's here with us today. Sinjin, how you doing, my friend? I'm doing good, man. Thank, thank you guys for uh, having me on the show. It's, it's good to, to talk to people other than my girlfriend. <laughs> That's right. Oh, a little sanity outside of uh, outside of your girl. That's a good thing. <laughs> yes, sir. How, how are y'all? How are y'all holding up? We're making it happen right now, man. I'm, this is Ben here. I, we're just trying to take advantage of. Well, the weather's nice, so if you if you know they do a permit exercise, so it's you know the weather's good outside. And other than that, just trying to do what we can to keep our head above water, so we can uh, outlast and trying to keep away from withdrawals from sports. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we. I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. Yeah, we have a uh, like a little workout facility on, on our roof, so. Just been trying to do some of that so I can actually go outside and and at least feel feel like I'm sane at least. Absolutely, absolutely. It is is just definitely very very odd times that we're uh, we're living, especially the the last couple months. So hopefully we'll uh, we'll kind of get through that. But Sinjin, for our listeners out there, Sinjin's from uh, Powder Springs, Georgia. Played uh play, played high school ball at the Grove at Hill Grove and uh, went on to play at Georgia Tech. So I'm gonna leave the uh, the description to you. So give our listeners a little bit of background about Mr. Sinjin Days here. All right, yeah, I haven't had a chance to talk about myself in a while. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah, grew grew up in uh, Powder Springs, Georgia. Went to Hillgrove High School with legendary coach Philip Ironside. Played quarterback there. You know, was blessed enough to blessed blessed enough, you know, athletically and intellectually to get a scholarship to Georgia Tech. Went to Tech, played quarterback. Uh, very short lived. Got moved to. A back, then got moved to B back. Uh, a lot of my teammates they call me the C back. I've uh, been every uh, alphabet <laughs> in, in the book in the backfield at Tech. Um, then, then after Tech, I was fortunate enough to have a pretty good senior year and, and you know, able to bring the Orange Bowl uh, to Georgia Tech. Then you know, uh, 
actually didn't get drafted by the Cowboys, but signed as a free agent and was with them a couple months. And after I got cut, obviously, um, got into the finance uh, world. I'm a financial advisor. They're doing it for about four to five years now. So enjoying and loving working with people, helping people out, uh, navigating through the financial uh, world, really. And obviously, everything right now is crazy. So having a lot of Zoom calls with, with clients and you know, checking out on, on them, making sure they're not going too crazy with their wife and kids. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and you just got to calm them down and tell them, even though the, the the account or whatever it is might look negative, they hadn't lost anything. You know, they still own <laughs> exactly. something. You know, it, this is the time to buy if you got a little bit more money. You know, it's good. it'll come back. You know, just you got to be positive. Exactly. About it. <laughs> I'm sure exactly. you've had many of those conversations over the last couple oh, weeks. Yeah. yeah, I have, and I'll tell them like, hey, you know. It's probably going to get worse before it's going to get better, but at least you're not retiring anytime soon. So, hey, hey, just just give them the old hey, give them the old golf swing line, Cindy, and it always gets worse before it gets better. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, Cindy. Talk a little bit about uh, these, your 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 uh, career at Tech was pretty interesting. You come in as a quarterback, and then uh, the transition to running back, like you think, kind of calling you the C back. That's pretty funny for our listeners. The triple <laughs> option when he was there was Paul Johnson. They had the A back and the B back, so there was no C back. But <laughs> so that's why it's kind of funny. But kind of talk about the transition on how you kind of got solidified at B back, particularly the senior year. Kind of how that transition worked, where you settled in and had that had that kind of breakout year, your senior year. Yeah, so I'd say. I'll go back a little bit. So freshman year, obviously, I redshirted. Then freshman redshirt year, it was in that quarterback backup, Ted in Washington, which he did a great job for us. And then um, after that, you know, Coach Johnson came to me and said, hey, you know, can you play some A-back as well? You're too athletic just to be sitting on the bench. I was like, sure, whatever, whatever for the team. Um, but of course, you know, in, in my mindset, I'm like, I'm not really trying to do that too much. Had to, had to sit down with with my parents and you know really look at it at, at a different perspective. Obviously, prayed about it and said, "Hey, you know, it's a new opportunity. It's something that you can run with." So I was like, "All right, now listen, to you guys, you guys haven't steered me wrong." And at the time, I guess I was like nineteen, twenty uh, in my in my twenty years. Um, so went to A back, started uh, junior year, and then going into senior year, we only had one other B-back on scholarship. Um, that was Zach Lasky, uh, my brother from another mother. We <laughs> call each other Ebony and Ivory. Uh, I, guess could, I guess you guys could guess who's Ebony and who's Ivory. <laughs> Not hard. <laughs> then, then, you know, Coach Johnson came to me and said, hey, I mean, you play quarterback, you know the whole offense, like the back of your hand. Can you step in and, and be, you know, some B-back if Zach gets tired? I was like, sure. So, started the season, obviously starting out at A-back rotating at, at D-back so once you know last two would get tired get from the breather and then go back to A-back so literally in probably 90% of the snaps um, <laughs> from A-back to B-back and actually I did step in and play some quarterback uh, you'd have to check the film out on that uh, <laughs> um, you know and then last he got hurt the week before the pit game and so, you know, Coach Johnson comes to me and he's like, Sinjin, can you handle this? I'm like, I've been waiting to be a starter and carry the ball time. for time. <laughs> my, my whole career, I've, just, I've, I've been waiting patiently. Um, so uh ended up starting at B-back and had my first 100-yard game at, you know, the, the B-back position. And then I think in 
six games, I had like 800 something rushing yards and think like 12 touchdowns. So, um, you know, in, in my mind, in hindsight, I'm like, wish I would have got moved to D back a little sooner. I, I would probably still be in the league. Right now. <laughs> but, you know, um, you know, I, I look at it as, as a blessing. You know, every everything happens for a reason. I don't second guess. You know, God's. Uh, you know, what, what he has planned for me at the end of the day. I feel like I've impacted people more with what I'm doing now on a daily basis. So, um, in hindsight, I'm happy I didn't get moved to be back sooner. <laughs> yeah, man. Well I, well, I tell you what, man, it was definitely fun as a fan because uh, me and Rob, I mean, you know, we've, we've season ticket holders, so we've seen all that, man. And the combination of you and Lasky back and forth was awesome for the fans to see because both of y'all were really hard-nosed runners. And um, I remember the run you had at the Orange Bowl, man. That was that was one of your best ones when you, you know, kind of broke out and broke a couple tackles and hightailed it down the sidelines. You know, I think everybody was – they stuck the Tech fans – well, it's a split stadium, but most of us season ticket holders were in the corner, so we couldn't hardly see it. And we thought you stepped out of bounds. We were like, oh, he high-stepped he high down the sidelines. He, he Made it, but hey, what was it like having to put on a little bit more weight, man? You gained some. I mean, when you came in, you were you know an athletically fit kid, but um, you know by the end of by the by the time you graduated, I feel like you really kind of built bulked up a little bit to play B back. At least that's what it looked like. Did you gain some weight over that transition when you started playing some B back? Yeah. yeah, I did. So I came in in college. I was weighing about two hundred pounds and end up graduating around 235. Yeah. Um, but my, my dad, my dad's a pretty big guy and I've always had my speed. So, uh, you know, they would say, Hey, since you need to, you know, quote unquote, lose weight. I'm like, I'm still running, you know, Same obviously, speed. you know, with, with, with Justin Thomas, but <laughs> I, I was a little bit further back, but I'm like, I'm right there with everybody running. I'm able to control my weight. So, um, you know, did that and then it worked out well, especially, uh, that orange bowl run and i'll give you a little insight of that so <laughs> uh, a couple of uh a couple of uh i guess days before we actually uh played the game you know they you know bowl committees just in like new cleats i guess we were with russell but we had nike cleats. um so we got you know new nike cleats and they were navy blue so we didn't usually get a lot of you know new stuff like that at Tech, so everybody's excited. I'm like, okay, this, this is perfect. So I try to put, I try to I put the cleats on and try to break them in, and I'm flat footed, so it takes a while for me to break cleats in. So I was like, ah, this isn't really working. My feet are hurting. It means it's my last game. I'm just gonna wear the cleats I've been wearing. So the cleats I wear, I was wearing before, are all white cleats. So if I did step out of bounds, nobody can. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we'll take it, and I know you will too. That was that's that's a good little that's a good little hey, tidbit. Right there. That's just clever. That's all that <laughs> that's is. That's it. God works in mysterious ways. <laughs> exactly. So if, if any football players are listening. Just wear all white cleats and you'll be fine. That's, <laughs> that's, hey, it makes you look like you're running faster, that's too. Right. That, that also, uh, exactly. that also helps a little bit. Hey, you got to play with Justin Thomas, man, who really made some, I mean, some prolific plays along the, along the way at Georgia Tech. Some crazy stuff against Georgia and some different things and, uh, Harrison Butker and some of those guys. What was it like with Justin Thomas in the huddle sometimes, man? It seemed like he really, as a fan, he just seemed like nothing got to him, man. It was just like he was just, you know, a blank face, but he, it, he must have been a heck of a competitor in the huddle, man. Did he bring some type of, you know, calmness in there that, hey, man, we're going to get this? Yeah, so his, his nickname is Smooth, um, S-M-O-O-V-E. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So that's the way he, he always always is. You know, he would, 
you know, during during practice, you know, we're doing scrimmaging against the defense. If he throws a pick or, or something and he's, you know, relaxed, not really changing face or especially Coach Johnson would try to, you know, get into him and say, hey, you don't need to be doing that. You know, and he's expecting some type of reaction from Justin. But Justin just has a saying, like, <laughs> resting face, like it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't change if he does something really good or if he does something bad. <laughs> but he, he, showed, he showed a little emotion in the Orange Bowl when he, I mean, he, he dominated the Orange Bowl game. I um, mean, passing and running it. When, when he does speak up, it speaks volumes because he doesn't put himself out there as a leader like that. He's more of a watch what I do and I'll lead that way. But, I mean, playing with him, I mean, one of the most athletic guys. Uh, I've ever had a chance to play with. Yeah, man, he had some serious wiggle. He broke that guy off in Mississippi, uh, in Mississippi State. State. <laughs> I think that guy's still looking for his ankle somewhere. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> that was that was that was a heck of a run. Well, Sinjin, we're going to toss it to a quick break here, man. We'll be back in a, in about two minutes. Here, we're going to take it to a break, quick break. All right, we got Sinjin Days on with us from Georgia Tech and uh, telling all the good stories here on the air. We'll be back with him more coming up in just a minute. It's your Rob, Ben, and Joe, so stick around. Come on. California Groove Filmbo, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Robin and Joe Show brought to you by Network One Sports and Bubba's Tire. Don't forget, at Bubba's Tire, the springtime is here at Bubba's Tire Center. We handle all of your new vehicle and used vehicle needs with our current situation with COVID-19. We're still operating on normal hours Monday through Friday, 8 to 5.30. If you need some more time to pay on that set of tires or vehicle repair, we offer 90-day payment options that require no credit check, as well as a Goodyear credit card. So don't forget... We offer free pickup and delivery, so you never even have to leave your home or place of work. Call us today, 478-275-2964, or check us out online at Bubba'sTireCenter.com. Come to Bubba's Tire Center, where we do tires and a whole lot more. Stick around. We'll be back to your Robin and Joe show in just a minute. You can check us out every, what is it, Saturday morning, Rob? Saturday mornings, 10 o'clock, 96.9 The Buzz. And you can check us out on Facebook at uh, Robin, Ben, and Joe Show. Is that right? Yes, the Rob, Ben, and Joe Show. We drop on Friday nights at 7 7 o'clock. The podcast drops. Be the first to check it out. And then if you want to get a double dose, check it out at 10 o'clock on the radio station. Don't forget to double tap that like button on the Rob, Ben, and Joe show page on Facebook. That's right. And, of course, you can always uh, check out our polls and see who the people are we're going to be talking to each and every week. We're going to talk about high school sports. We're going to talk about college and Georgia Tech. And Georgia, unfortunately. No, I'm just kidding. And Mercer, Georgia Southern, Georgia State, and anybody else that we seem fit to That's right. put on the show. That's right. You never know who's going to be there. So be sure to check us out every week. It's the Rob, Ben, and Joe show. Check us out on Facebook and on 96.9 The Book. <laughs> Hello, everybody. This is Chris Blair, voice of the national champion Fighting Tigers of LSU. And you're locked in to the Rob, Ben, and Joe Show, Middle Georgia's number one voice of community and collegiate sports. Go Tigers! 
All right, we're back. It's your Rob, Ben, and Joe show. Rob, Ben, and Joe, and also Sinja Days here with you from Georgia Tech, uh, former player at the uh, Yellow Jackets uh, and the Dallas Cowboys there for just a brief period of time. <laughs> so tell you what, you can find us every day. Listen to us on Facebook and Instagram at Twitter. Uh, at RBJ Show and RBJ Podcast. And don't forget, you can download us and take us with you, Spotify and Apple Music as well. So, uh, Sinjin back here with us. And I know uh, Robin Ben got some questions for you over here. But, Sinjin, I want to sneak one in, if you don't mind, <laughs> before we go get ahead. back to those guys. I, we, go ahead. We, we have nothing but time. <laughs> <laughs> you are right, sir. You are right. So, uh, as we know, Robin Ben, good tech fans. I, myself, a good Georgia fan sitting over here. So I want to ask you, in that win against the dogs in your senior year, just tell me how much fun was that for you? <laughs> that was that was by far the most exciting and fun game I've ever played in. Uh, I mean, just, you know, that, that rivalry uh, between, you know, Georgia and Georgia Tech and, you know, obviously going through the, the recruiting process, a lot of the guys you go to camps and, you know, you see at other schools, um, so a lot of the guys on the Georgia team, like I'm actually friends with, uh, you know, still to this day. Um, and, you know, we're playing the game and it's crazy conversations that you have during the game with a good buddy of mine, Amarlo, uh, Herrera, who was you guys middle linebacker. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So he, he tackled me one play and then like he got up and, you know, pushed my head and I was like, oh, like come on. Come on. on. <laughs> and then I think, <laughs> I think like the next play, like I, I, I shook him or something. And then I still got tackled, and then I was like, so what are we doing after the game? Are you guys coming in down to Atlanta? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, it was, it, was, it was a great, you know, rivalry. It's not as much hatred on the, the player side as people would probably think, just because, I mean, at the end of the day, we're all people. You're not going to hate somebody just because, you know, they were raised wrong and being a UGA. <laughs> <laughs> Preach the gospel, baby. <laughs> So, so let me ask you this: Did you uh, did you do what you see? What I see a lot of fans and, and friends and uh, other players do when they come to Athens and get a win. Did you get a, a piece of the hedges and take it with you? Oh yes, sir, I did. <laughs> I, I have a branch, and there's actually a picture in, in the AJC where my dad's reaching over the branch and I'm giving him a hug. And then he, he had a jacket and he opened it up and he had branches all in his suit. So yeah, <laughs> a little piece of Athens in the backyard. There you go. <laughs> hey, well, a fun tidbit for you, me and Robert, we're 26 and so we're, we're kind of right there in the same age group with you. And um, I have only seen Georgia Tech win one time in Atlanta against Georgia. The rest have been in Athens, and I've seen I've seen all of them. So when you win there, it's like especially special. And that 14 win was a blast. I mean, that was at, from all the way around. That was just a, a, a really, really fun game to be a part of. And the atmosphere there, you know, it's funny. Some Tech fans will be like, I'm not going to Athens. But it, is it not just a great atmosphere to play a football game? I mean, just to be there, I mean, on the field. And um, you've got both traditions coming, to, coming together. It's got to be a lot of fun during the game yeah it is i mean just growing up as, as a college football fan in the south i mean going to you know different stadiums i mean uh, you know obviously like going to clemson seeing them run down the hill it's like oh man this is pretty cool i remember playing that and then you know people doing it <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and going going to athens i mean just seeing all the the red, the red and black obviously you don't like it but just the atmosphere is insane you have 90 plus thousand people booing you uh, me, me and one of my best friends, Charles Parkins, we love playing in away stadiums more than playing at home because people boo us and then we boo them back. <laughs> <laughs> we play on with that. And, 
because you know we 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 knew we were going out there. We were going to ball. We knew we were going to win. So, um, and actually, a little fun tidbit: um, I'm hosting uh, once football season comes around. I'm hosting a tailgate in Athens for the Georgia Georgia Tech game. Oh, so, nice! Should. Awesome! That is fantastic. Have to come by and drop by and say what's up. Yeah, we'll be there. We'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> we don't miss it. <laughs> That's, that's that's really cool, man. So uh, we always like to ask when we have players and stuff on. So what is in your – it's probably from your senior year for sure, and I know we've touched on it, and it may be the Georgia game, but what would you say – and it may be something different. What would you say was your favorite performance uh, in college that is your most memorable as far as, like, your performance that you'll never forget? Like you maybe had an incredible play or a lot of touchdowns or something. What would that be for you? Um, I would definitely say the Orange Bowl. Uh, um, I mean, that kind of goes without saying. I think I rushed for like 171 yards, three touchdowns. Um, and me to, you know, win in Miami, as you could imagine, being a, a college student in Miami, we're not going to, we're going to save that conversation for off, off the <laughs> uh, I hope but, you had fun. <laughs> uh, but, 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 but during the game, uh, a lot of fun, you know, just being out there with people you, you grew up with from, you know, 18 years old and, you know, you're you're grad, you've already graduated, and you know it's midnight, and you know rolling into the new year, and you just see all the people that you love and care about. Um, that was easily the best the best time. Yeah, that that's that's awesome. That was uh, we were there for that and watched that game. That was just an incredible night, all and y'all had you had an incredible game and the team played. That was probably one of the best performances from a tech team that I've seen in my lifetime from start to finish. I would, I would cohesively, say. offensive defense just was shut down. Yeah, that I mean, was that was that was incredible. So, uh, Sinjin, how was it? Uh, how was it playing now that we've kind of I know you've kind of kind of switched gears a little bit here, but kind of how was it playing for Paul Johnson? Um, and now you kind of see how it's been a complete probably 180 from everything that's changed with uh with Jeff Collins so kind of talk a little bit about how it was to play for coach John coach Johnson and kind of compare that to how the culture and everything has changed um with with the entry of Jeff Collins last year yeah I would say one of the things that that's very similar um is the coaches and the head coach they care about their players um and coach Johnson I know some people he might get a bad rep because he doesn't like the social media and all the attention, but behind closed doors when he's with his team and his, his coaches and his staff, one of the best guys out there. For sure. Um, and he, he, he's a great golfer. Uh, so my, my CEO, he's actually Coach Johnson's financial advisor and they <laughs> golf all the time. And he was like, yeah, you need to tell Paul to let me win some. Uh, so, uh, but I mean, Coach, Coach Johnson, I love him. He was able to obviously go to tech, able to graduate debt free. So um, I'm I'm very appreciative for him and um, just was was a great guy. And, you know, he he was a he was a man's man. That's that's for sure. Um, and I would say with Coach Collins, and he's embraced the culture of Atlanta, and the social media thing is huge with this day and age. And obviously with all the social distancing that we're having to do now, and they're still active recruiting doing what they need to do, bringing, you know, former players back to, you know, hang out with the team. I'm really close with a lot of the players just because Tech's given me so much personally. I wouldn't have my career um, in the financial space without Tech. Um, so I think I think Coach, Coach Collins is doing a, a great job. 
Yeah, he he really is. And I think uh, one thing, I'm kind of an old school. I, our our coach here at Dublin, um, Coach Holmes, runs the wing tee. So we we were de- definitely cut from the same mold of football as Paul Johnson. So we we were one of the few fans sitting up there watching the game. And some people are cussing the option, and me and Rob are like, yeah, let's do it again. You know, like, <laughs> give it to CJ again for four it, yards. Coach, give it to like, him. It's like you hear the guy behind you. And, like, we, run, we ran the ball in high school 90% of the time. We had a really good – backfield and, and, and all and went to Mercer they played the spread and zone stuff and me and Rob weren't quite used to a lot of that so but man in high school we, we, we ran the wing tee so when we'd come up there and watch the tech games and watch y'all play I'd hear my my dad and other people ah that's that suck play that's two yards in a cloud of dust and then they don't complain when Sinjin's going for 65 <laughs> or Zach Lasky's going for 45 and it's like that's the same play that's yeah. the same play it's just yeah. it's just it's just busting so uh, we had a blast watching in the option and uh did you feel like paul to me was one heck of a play caller man he could really fill out the game was he the true play caller i mean 95 i mean nobody up there was really giving him any type of i mean it was him giving the giving the play call off the bat was he really the kind of the key guy uh delivering the game plan every week for y'all <clears throat> yeah he he was I and mean, obviously you know he has people on staff i mean they're not you know they're just uh you know, collect a check or anything. So, I mean, they definitely put their weight in when you know, it comes to watching film. But when it came to play calling, uh, it was definitely Coach Johnson. Um, you know, he didn't have a, you know, a play sheet or anything in his hand. And after obviously playing the system for a while, you kind of realize what plays he's going to call. And, you know, we would have different, you know, schemes for if somebody was in a different look, if we were in our overset. And, if the safety came down, you know, we knew we could have, you know, probably something out of the back door. So a lot of things when it comes to the quarterback position for the triple option, you would have to look at. And, you know, with me obviously playing all positions in the backfield, <laughs> I was able to kind of look at that and, you know, tell Justin, like, hey, I see this, or um, talk to the line and say, hey, you might just need to get around a little bit sooner, then I could come right up your butt, or being a little bit slower, and I could just wait for your block to develop. Um, so, you know, having – Coach Johnson was there. It's 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 insane seeing his play calling. It, uh, it, it was pretty cool. To, uh, to, to oh, there's no there's no question. That makes a lot of sense. And I didn't think about that at the time when when you and Justin were on the field at the same time. That's almost like having two quarterbacks, man. That's really, I mean, that's really special. And uh, I know one thing that we enjoyed, and I'm sure you did as a player. Going for it on fourth down is fantastic. I mean, like you know, y'all oh. knew y'all. I mean, that had to be talked about. It's like if it's fourth and three, we're we're not. The where's the punt team? The punt team is not coming. <laughs> like keep those guys yeah. on the sideline. I mean, y'all y'all had to get amped about that. Yeah, I mean, in our in our minds, if you can't get three yards, you're going to lose the game. Of course, um, yeah. So you know, it, it was it was a, an, an easy thing. I remember senior year, uh, it was a home game, um, and it seemed like fourth and two. Um, in the fourth quarter, Coach Johnson called the timeout. He's like, Benjamin, uh, do you think he'd get the yards? I was like, of course. Come on now. Bro. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I, I, did, I did get the yard. I got stuck for a second then found a little gap. So I almost, I almost wasn't the man of my word. <laughs> but, but, but we eventually got it and we won. So that's, that, that's what matters. That's right. That we, me and me and uh, me and Ben and my brother Matt and uh, my family. Me and Ben would always sit there. If it was fourth and closer, it's coming down with like two minutes left. We're just like, dude, Paul's a gamer. Like he's gonna come up with something <laughs> right here. It's not gonna be yeah. some like bogus play. He's gonna come up with something. So that was that was really cool to watch. See what he draw up. But uh, 
Sinjin, who would you say in your career at Tech, who would you say that was probably the best player you played against on the other side of the ball? Who would be like the guy that you're like, dude, that guy is a baller? I would say Aaron Donald. <laughs> yeah. I think that's tough a legitimate to, answer. Yeah, tough, right there. tough to yeah. match. Pittsburgh guy. I mean, yeah, I mean, you see what he's doing now in, in the league. Uh, I remember trying to block him twice. Uh, it was on a pass play, so I was, you know, probably I was in because I was at A-back, so they like to use the bigger guys to block. Uh, so I, I went in and tried to block him. He's, you know, a pr- pretty big guy. I didn't realize how athletic he was. I wanted to go try to cut him. And he just hurtled me. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, he, he didn't sack Justin. I think Justin threw out of bounds. I just looked back at him and said, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Not bad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that game, I think Aaron Donald had I think, four sacks, 12 tackles for loss. <laughs> and yeah, it, yeah. And, and we, we won the game. I don't know how. Um, but, yeah, that's easily the, the, the best defender I've, I've ever seen. I um, hear you. Sinjin, let me ask you a question here, too. Uh, you know, I'm from North Georgia, kind of nearer up to that neck of the woods where you were, uh, went to high school. I'm from Stevens County originally, uh, Tacoa, Georgia, and we ran the triple option up there, you know, as well. I was a quarterback up there in that offense. Um, did you have one of those moments where you were playing either in high school or in college, uh, it seems like all quarterbacks do, where you know you're about to get trucked, like you're just going to eat it, right? But you got to make that pitch, and you know, yeah. you just get that pitch, and you get up after you find your helmet and your mouthpiece, and you're like, yeah, I'm the man. I made that pitch. <laughs> <laughs> do you have one of those moments you can share with us? Yeah, so you're saying when I ran somebody over or somebody. <laughs> which, which one? I'm a much smaller guy than you, so you know, I was looking at it from getting run over. But, but since it's you, you can talk about when you truck somebody. How about that? Oh, uh, okay. Okay. I was say, honestly, I didn't have many hits to where I got hit by surprise. Um, actually, yes, I do. I was like, that. It was a home game. I think it was against. I think actually Pitt, no, Syracuse. It was Syracuse at home. I think I'm pretty sure. Um, and it was a it was a counter for the beatback. So I had to pause for a second. You know, Justin said height, got the ball, came around, um, got right off the the guard pulling, and I'm seeing nothing but end zone. Then linebacker <laughs> comes out of nowhere and just cleans me. <laughs> uh, I, like, it, it didn't hurt. And I just heard like the whole stands like ooh. <laughs> I just, like, at that point, I just got up. I was laughing. I was like, "Wow, that one got me." Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that was that was definitely the one where uh, now I'm gonna have to go look at the film when we get off the phone and bring that up. But uh, yeah, that that was that was a fun one. That That's was, funny. It was funny to me just because it was very unexpected. Luckily, I didn't fumble or anything. So. Definitely can laugh about it. <laughs> so what was the favorite uh, stadium you played in? I know we talked about favorite experiences a while ago, but uh, uh, being that you guys like to play on the road like you do, where was your, your favorite place to play that wasn't at home? I would say Virginia Tech. Um, hearing that stadium at night uh, when they're playing, I don't know the name of the Inter- 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 Sandman. Sandman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's insane. You come out and you're like, wow. Um, so <laughs> When we had like the night games there, we literally I couldn't hear Justin's like snap cadence at all. Um, so you just kind of really had to time it off the ball off the ball movement. 
So it was really like we were on defense as well. That's <laughs> crazy. <laughs> we were the only one that knew the ball was going to be snapped at that exact time. So uh, luckily, we actually won that game. Um, but yeah, I mean, that was that's easily the, the loudest stadium I've ever played in. I tell you what, Virginia Tech, Virginia Tech is is uh, is a special place to play. That. There it is. I don't. I don't have to bring any bad memories back to you or anything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing, man. <laughs> I, it, it was a good memory when you pull out a win, though. You know, it's That's all, right. it's all oh, good. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. There's something special to me about beating Virginia Tech, whether it be at home or when we're on the road. I love beating those guys, man. Like if you beat them at home or you beat them away, it just always seems like it's just really nice to to beat Virginia Tech for some reason or another. Oh yeah, definitely. That's, yeah, that's really cool. And uh, we, you know, we always had it like, uh, and I know it in high school and then at college at Mercer. You know, some teams are just like grittier than other teams. You know, like you play them, you know, you're like, ah, those guys right there, man, they're they just seem a little bit tougher than the others. So, in the ACC in your time, who was that team that was always like extremely scrappy? Um, instead, you know, that, that you knew that year in, year out, that they were going to kind of be, uh, it was going to be a tough game regardless, and none of it was going to be a walkthrough. Miami. Um, <laughs> they have just the most amazing athletes like, on their team. <laughs> guys that are 6'4, six, 6'5, six, and they're running 4'4. Four, four. It's like, you can't cover that. Like, they're linebackers. Like, you, you can't run away from them. You know, they're guys. not like, Crazy fast strength is definitely my game. I have a little speed, but those guys have like everything. Uh, I, I just remember sophomore year um, playing a back, so I wasn't starting or anything. So I played a lot of special teams. Uh, it was kickoff. Um, I was actually on kickoff return, and they're kicking off. So you know we have to go back and set the wedge when the wedge was still uh, when you had a wedge. Too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so sat back there. You know I think I just run twenty yards and then. We set up, and, and literally the guy's maybe like three yards in front of me. I'm like, okay, this guy's about to take me for a ride. <laughs> just, just, just lifts me up and drives me, and I was like, wow, that was, yeah, that was that was something different. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, those guys they play hard. They're crazy athletic. I mean, even though you know their record hasn't hasn't shown it recently, I mean, they're still. You know the U. I mean, they're gonna always have great athletes, and just I mean they're they're a gritty team. Oh yeah, and I can see that because every time every time we play them, that's a that's an asterisk on the schedule. I look at and I'm like, man, they're just so hard to get past, and that makes a lot of sense. Is it's like regardless of their record, it's the athleticism that's sneaky. It's like, man, they just have a lot of primetime athletes cruising around out there that are that are hard to contain or hard to get around, and that. The speed and the size, you know, is is unreal. And I know, like Clemson now, I mean, their guys are just the size and speed yeah. of that is unreal now. Yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty insane looking at the development of athletes just over time. Like you know, when our parents were, you know, I guess our age, somebody was you know five eleven to six foot and wore a size twelve shoe. They're like, oh my gosh, they're huge. But now that's like average height. You know, most of these guys in in college now, they're coming in six three with a full face of facial hair, and I'm thinking they're my age. Yeah, <laughs> for real. They're like, yeah, and then then you hear them speak. They're like, yes, I'm 18, and I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> um, but no, but yeah, Miami definitely has some really good athletes. That's that's for 
sure. Well, Sinjin, I have one more question I'd like to ask you just sitting here. I'm looking back at your schedule, uh, your senior year, and, uh, you know, you neared that 1,000-yard mark. You neared it in your senior year. But I'm talking about the AP poll here. I want to get your, your opinion on this because, you know, I never got to play in a situation <laughs> where we were on the top of any poll. That's for sure. But uh, you guys started out the first AP poll uh, came out in October. You were ranked number 22 in the country, then 24, 17, 16, 12, and in December there, you had the ranking of uh, top ten in the country. You finished at the final eight spot. Uh, what type of conversation do you have as a player? How much did you watch and enjoy uh, that climb up that ladder in the national polls? Um, honestly, um, I really didn't pay much attention to it. It was <laughs> just trying to go up there, win the game, because at, at that point, you know, beginning of the season, I didn't think, you know, I was going to have a chance to possibly play at the next level. So it was like, let's have fun. Let's try to win the most games we can win. Let's, you know, make it to a bowl game. That was something always big for us because, you know, we got, you know, some money from the bowl game. So that was always a good Christmas present. So we get people Christmas stuff. Um, so that was always really a goal of ours. Then, you know, first couple of games we're winning, we're clicking as a team. Then, you know, just kind of a hype around the team, like literally no one can stop us. Like we can, we can do this, and we can we can run the table. Um, and then we just, you know, unfortunately, we lost to, to North Carolina and then Duke back to back, so that obviously hurt us. And then losing to FSU, where Jameis Winston played the game of his life. Um, <laughs> that he did. He, 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 my, yeah, my my girlfriend, she's the she's from Tampa. She's a huge Tampa Bay fan, so. She loves Jameis, but you know, I, I don't like at least at least for that game. Um, but uh, yeah, obviously lost that game, then uh, you know won the Orange Bowl, and you know finishing what was I think seven or eight in the nation. I mean that's uh, definitely one of Tech's best you know years um, overall. I know we uh, my my fourteen team and the O nine team. We always have a debate who would have won that game, and of course you know. I did like a poll on Twitter, and from the fans' perspective, they think the 14th uh, team would have won, which I'm like, of course, <laughs> of course, of course you would have, of course, right? Yeah. So, so I think I think once all this quarantine stuff is done, I think we need to try to have a flag football game with the 14 and the 09. That'd be fun, and, and try to have that Bobby Dodd. That uh, would be cool. That would that would be neat, y'all. Uh, y'all have to adapt. The flag football with the option would be kind of interesting. <laughs> well, I tell you what, you get the game lined up, and we'll see if we can't line up to come call the game. How about that? <laughs> yeah, that would be really cool. Hey, we had we had old Andy Demetra on here a few months ago, and so uh, maybe he'd let us slide in there and help him yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Well, uh, so, we certainly do appreciate you coming on and joining us, Sinjin. Anything else you guys got to uh, you want to say before we get out of here? Anything you'd like to share, Sinjin? Um, no, I mean I appreciate it. Um, and anytime you guys want to have me on, just just let me know. I mean, we can make this a weekly thing once football season comes back around, and we can recap the game. So, there you go. Uh, feel free to do that, and and uh, I can sign autographs and I can charge, but I won't charge you guys. <laughs> we appreciate it. Hey, we are always. <laughs> We are always looking for swag, you know, doesn't matter. Right. <laughs> so you can bring it on. Sinjin Days here from uh, the latest, greatest uh, Georgia Tech team that there has been. I'll say it that way. Uh, here with us today. We appreciate you joining us, my friend. Thank you so much. Thanks, Sinjin.
Thank you so much. Y'all stay safe. You, you too, do bro. the same, man. Don't have too much fun in quarantine, brother. All right, you're Rob Bennett, Joe Show. Stick around. We'll be right back. The Cleveland Browns got new uniforms. Does anybody care? They look the same. (laughs) We'll talk about that more coming back. It's your Rob Bennett, Joe Show. Here you can check us out every what is it Saturday morning, Rob? Saturday mornings, ten o'clock, ninety six nine, the buzz. And you can check us out on Facebook at uh, Robin Ben and Joe Show. Is that right? Yes, the Rob Ben and Joe Show. We drop on Friday nights at Friday seven night, seven o'clock. The podcast drops. Be the first to check it out. And then if you want to get a double dose, check it out at ten o'clock on the radio station. And don't forget to double tap that like button on the Rob Ben and Joe Show page on Facebook. That's right, and of course, you can always uh, check out our polls and see who the people are we're going to be talking to each and every week. We're going to talk about high school sports. We're going to talk about college and Georgia Tech. And Georgia, unfortunately. No, I'm just kidding. And Mercer, Georgia Southern, Georgia State, and anybody else that we seem fit to That's right. put on the show. That's right. You never know who's going to be there. So be sure to check us out every week. It's the Rob Ben and Joe Show. Check us out on Facebook and on 96.9 The Book. <laughs> Hello, everybody. This is Chris Blair, voice of the national champion Fighting Tigers of LSU. And you're locked in to the Rob, Ben, and Joe Show, Middle Georgia's number one voice of community and collegiate sports. Go Tigers. He said go Tigers. I can't do it like you, Ben. You <laughs> go <kill> Tigers. It. <laughs> so Rob, Ben, and Joe Show back here with you. Send you days there from uh, – the 2014 Georgia Tech team, and what a great time to have him all share those stories, man. That is just... It's a lot of fun, man. That it's is really good cool. stuff. Good time to reminisce with people in quarantine having to stay at home and actually oh, yeah. get the flashback to when sports was cool. Oh, yeah. Got that's to do, remember do those, something like that. Remember those days when we had sports and we had yeah. stuff to talk about? Had that's people right. running, in, running into each other, crazy fans. You got the Tech fans listening right now all jolting to YouTube to watch the rerun of the yeah, 14 Georgia go. game and the 14 Orange Bowl <laughs> to watch go. all that. Sharab sure, Benajosha brought to you by Bubba's Tire Center Network 1 Sports. Find us on Instagram and Twitter at RBJ Show and on Facebook at RBJ Podcast. Find us online at powersmedianetwork.com and of course streaming at network1sports.com slash station slash powersmedianetwork Dublin. Or you can catch us Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. on 96.9 The Buzz and uh, you can download the show on your Spotify or Apple Music playlist today. So be sure and uh, check us out whenever and wherever you can. We love to have you and uh, you can also sign up to get uh, cool stuff from us later on. So be sure and go and uh, give us your information. Go to the website. You can go by the way there and not only register to chat and uh, chat with us. I have put information at the bottom of the powersmedianetwork.com website. Check out the uh, Robin and Joe show page there, but you can submit your email address and uh, we will send you the sneak peek of what's going to happen on every show before the, uh, the social media gets it. So you can see what's happening there. And uh, we'll also register you to win some cool stuff later on down the road. So stick around with us and join us there on your powersmedianetwork.com and uh, register for your Robin and Joe Show newsletter weekly. We'll get that stuff out to you, okay? So uh, we talked about the Cleveland Browns before we went to break, guys. Uh, you know, the Falcons, Tampa Bay, we discussed their uniforms, and you know, Cleveland unveils their new uniform. And I'll be honest with you, I watched the hype video yesterday. 
I can't tell any difference between the uniform. I'm, I'm, un, I'm unsure of what's new about it. I have no idea I, what's I, different. I watched the Browns a lot last year. Yeah. Not because I'm a Browns fan, but I was kind of enticed <laughs> with, for one, I don't know, there's something about me and, and people. It's funny. We've had this conversation before on this show about Baker Mayfield <laughs> and all. But I like Baker as a competitor. He, he's, an, he's an extremely high-level competitor. He's a competitor. And so I'm I'm naturally pulling for him despite some of his antics because I like the way he competes. Right. And so I watch the Browns a lot more, and uh, me and uh, Matt and uh, Bubba actually got to go watch the Denver Broncos play the Browns at mile high. Wow. And um, Baker's got a rifle, no doubt. He's it, I mean, We got there early, slinging around the yard. Dude's got a gun. Ben will still and take so, Joe Burrow. <laughs> and uh, – <laughs> And so, you know, he, uh, but he's a, he's a, he did, he's a natural athlete. I'm ignoring that. <laughs> just going around. For, for, the, for the, for the sale of the Cleveland Browns here for the time being. But I watched him a lot last year. That's what and, you got uh, back. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, so there's nothing changed. I watched a lot of their games. We even paid for some of the, like, the, like, Sunday ticket stuff. Yeah. Matt, Matt got some free, you know, college stuff for the yeah. direct TV. They wore these looks. Uh, every game. Like, it. This is what they looked like last year. So I don't understand what they were trying to do. And, I mean, they've got a lot more to worry about than new uniforms. Yeah. They they got no offense, no cohesion, and I don't know. That just seems like a sideshow. That's like them trying to get in the news, and they're not worthy of the news. <laughs> it's so bad, guys. It is so bad. I, I watched it, like, hard. I was like – Okay, Wait, waiting yeah, for looking, what's on the other side. Yeah, because they do the you know the white flash, the the strobe kind of effect. They're in the tunnel, with the, and I'm like, I, I just there's nothing. It's like wow, yeah. Was that week three? Was that week three against Pittsburgh? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. What? <laughs> like I don't even know what you're rolling out here, bro. But I mean, like the Falcons overhaul. I mean, Total like, overhaul. like they still have the same logo, right? But like overhaul, and then Buccaneers. Overhauled their uniforms. Yep. You know, that's like they got rid of it and like they look good. But you could argue both of them, they did a good uniform transformation. You know, you might choose which one over the other, but the Browns didn't do anything. But you could take the other spin on this. Are they like Penn State? You know, the traditional they're gonna uniform? update, they're gonna update, but they're gonna still be pretty bland at, at heart. You mm-hmm. know, like Alabama's gonna either wear all white or burgundy, or, you know, or, 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 or maroon and, and white. That's it. You know, there's not gonna be any type of twist on that. And is the Brown, the Browns, I guess, are just gonna be the same way in the league. You know, it's not really gonna change a whole lot. Anything's better than the Pittsburgh Steelers prisoner uniforms that they have. Yeah, those are the most atrocious uniforms I think I have ever seen. You yeah. almost have to feel ridiculous as a player to walk on the field looking like that. I mean, it almost, <laughs> I mean, you do. You almost have to question whether you really want to go play the game. Yeah. Like, I'm mean, not real sure I can play. In is this. it a sweater or a uniform? Yeah, that, I am uncertain. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really really bad. And I think that the sole reason the Cleveland Browns did it, they released a new uniform in um in like putting my fingers like air quotes, quotes. Yeah, yeah, air quotes. <laughs> they just wanted to get in the media. So that's all. Yeah, that's what I said. they just want to get some. Just, just uh, me, it's just a it's just a grab. Solely to that's all it is. Is Odell Beckham coming back? Do we know whether he's going to be back or not? Or I really don't know. They have so many chemistry problems there. Oh, yeah. Like you could get some of the greatest chemistry professors in the country and probably couldn't figure that. Yeah, out. Yeah, look at that. Go, mm, that's just broke. Yeah, <laughs> that's all that I is. Mean, not going to happen. You could yeah. get a team of. Uh, sociologist, psychiatrist, whatever you want to get, I don't think you can figure it out. But that's that's part of the issue is, is it's not it's all about good players. You know, you need to have a bunch of you, you can't just get all the great players. The New York Yankees figured that out. You can't just get the hot 
you can't get the highest paid player and expect to win a lot of ball games. You just can't. You know, it just doesn't always work that way. And so, you know, when when that's the case, you have to figure out. True GMs know how to build a team. Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. They figured out how to build a team. They, they had the best. They had the best setup as far as ballers and role players. Like they had the best combination of those guys. And they were talking. They had the uh, on Fox Sports One. They had the GM uh, from the the Chiefs on there today. He started out as Andy Reid's coach's assistant. And then he worked his way up through scouting and stuff, and then he was the GM. And to talk, hear him talk about how he built the team and how he tried to do this and that was extremely interesting, and it's, it sings on a lot of those same notes of you've got to find the right fit for your system and the right guy for your program. You know, It was like back in the day, Terrell Owens couldn't thrive in some locker rooms. You know? That's but right. in other locker rooms, he was unreal. And it's the same way now. Odell Beckham is a volatile player. So, like, he has to be – the environment needs to be just right for him to be good. And if it's not just right, he's, like, worthless, you know. And, and you see it a lot in basketball and across the board. If the chemistry, like Rob's talking about, is not there, then you're in big trouble. Yeah, you, you know? got a lot of problems going on. So, we mentioned at the very beginning of the show, guys, we we're talking about uh, what's the first sport back after COVID. It looks like it's going to be the PGA. Breaking news. Only nine hours ago, this information was released where the PGA Tour comes back with a new schedule released saying that they will uh, hold the U.S. Open. Will be the second tournament of the 2021 season per the PGA. It will be held at Winged uh, Foot Golf Club in Mamaronic, New York. I hope I said that right. Mamaronic, New York on September uh, 14th through the 20th will be that uh, tournament held the second of uh, the return of the PGA. So looks like they're coming back and uh, they're going to start June 8th and get into that second major tournament uh, in September in New York. Yeah, so. and I, th- I think that, you know, with golf out of all the sports, I think golf is probably the most realistic sport that could immediately get back to play because yep. i mean if you think about the players in the field you're only going to have between 50 and 80 players that are going to be there that are even going to compete in the tournament you only have a handful that are obviously going to make the cut on days three and four well golf most of these guys are practicing alone okay most golf is played by themselves so you could still until all this stuff gets sorted out, you could test the players every week, each one of them, for the coronavirus for the next yeah. couple of weeks, and they could get out there and you could just have TV crews, no fans, and you could still watch golf, and they yeah. could get their stuff back going. And they obviously it'd be a little bit awkward without fans, but in the meantime, these guys can get their season back on them. And in golf, you're not bodying up the next player. You know, you can keep a six foot distant easily in golf. And you don't even share the equipment. That's right. Like you use your own ball, you use your own club. And if they're worried about transmitting stuff, do like the tennis people do. Get you a little attendant guy that stands there, looks like a statue that just like <laughs> just throws the ball back. Yeah, get that does. get that little fella to run out there and grab the stick. And pull the stick out and, and he put puts it back, it back, in, back there. in. So you got one guy for eighteen holes. There you Find go. a men wage guy for a weekend. Feed him. Hey, He's bro, happy. you're good. You're and yeah. you got that part fixed. If they're reaching into the hole, grabbing their golf ball, 
they're not transmitting anything. No. You know? No. I mean, they're not. If the, if the golf, ball, golf ball goes in the hole, they grab the golf ball, their golf ball's going with them. They're not, you know, Justin Thomas ain't swapping balls with Brooks Kepska, you know. <laughs> no, after, all right, yeah, just here you go. It's like, hey, Kepka, man, you want my ball? Here you go. You so know? here's what the commissioner said. Uh, I think the PGA commissioner, I'll test you and see if you know who that is. Just second here. Do not. <laughs> do not do that. <laughs> the health and safety of all associated with the PGA Tour and our global community continues to be the number one priority, he says. Uh, the hope is to play a, a re- role responsibility in the world's return to enjoying uh, the things that we love, PGA Commissioner Jay Monahan uh, said in a statement on Thursday. Today's announcement is another positive step for our fans and players as we look toward the future. But as uh, we've stressed on several occasions, we will resume competition only when working closely with our tournaments, partners, and communities, it's considered safe to do under the guidelines of the leading public health authority. So they have set that date, uh, that date to be uh, June the 8th right now. So interesting news there. You have something well, to look forward to. Finally something almost positive. Two, almost two months away. I think they had uh, – yeah. I also had seen something where they were talking about playing uh, some of the NBA games in the MGM Grand mm-hmm. and showing them like uh, – they kind of do like, like wrestling a and stuff. Like a pay-per-view yeah. where there would be no fans, but – It'd be a way to get the basketball back. It'd just be really weird. And I don't know if you guys saw this, but this is bizarre. But I think it was in, uh, I think it was in Korea. I can't remember. It was somewhere, um, over there in one of those, uh, Asian countries. But they were going, they're testing playing baseball with the robotic fans. What? Robots in the stands that mimicked the motions of actual fans, and they had, like, half of the home team, half of that the away crazy. team. That's that's, that's weird, man. That's, super, that's super weird. Korean. That's really, really, that's really Korean. odd. Yeah, super Korean. That's <laughs> really odd. Like, like, they believe, like, they have a very technological spin yeah, on life, and yeah. they, they like trying to find a solution through technology, and that's that's interesting, but that's very... That's super weird. That's super weird. Yeah, what type of baseball player stands up there, and, you know, the umpire's like, the umpire's like, Huh, huh, and then you hear the fans. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like what? Yeah, it's it's really odd. Clank, 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 yeah, yeah. Clank. But it's I like, think I, I honestly yeah. think like that. It's like athletes, something you see on Wii, like the Wii system, it is. you know, like it the is. Nintendo Wii. That's something you would see on. I there. was thinking about all this though because I read another article about them talking about people that uh, Chris Fowler from ESPN yep. and Herb Street were having a conversation that, that they don't see football going on in the fall unless it's a later date or if it's in the spring. And I'm sitting here thinking. Are you I'm like serious? I was like, okay. Yeah. All right. Let's, 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 let's just one thing. Let's just take a step back here for a second. All right. Just imagine the ramifications. I did – they said that it that I did look this up because we were trying to put a number, a price tag right, on what right. the revenue for the athletic programs cost. Football generates around four point one billion dollars just in collegiate. Okay, that has wow. nothing to do with that has nothing to do with anything Bill- else. Billion. Okay. Billion. Billion. Yeah. Okay. So tell me this: by September first, when the college football season normally starts, that last week of August to first week of September. People will mask up in hazmat suits in the 100-degree weather <laughs> to go watch their team and use their tickets. So my thing is, is let's not just go canceling everything. I know the biggest concern is for the players, but yeah. there is a way that you could test all your players, you know, weekly or however you need to do it. Um, you know, and I, hopefully the virus will have a down point where it's not in hot weather. Hopefully it doesn't do well, and obviously we'll see, but... I mean, there's ways to get fans in the stands. It may not be ideal wearing N95 mask in August in Georgia, 
you know, that's not ideal, right. but it's possible. Hurts the beer consumption a little bit when you got the mask. For I don't sure. know if you can pour that through. I, I, I don't know if you, I don't really know if you can or not. But yeah. I mean, I'm, t- I'm telling maybe. you what. Yeah, got a hole. But I, I just think about it from a ramification. If they don't let people play college football and the high school mm. football. You think about all the kids get robbed of the opportunity. It's going to be yeah. And I mean, kids have already gotten robbed of opportunity mm. baseball, and so you know it's just like oh my gosh. And then you know I just think here in a couple of weeks I just got a feeling that that commerce is going to open back up and we're going to assimilate back to life because you're just going to have to do what mm. you can do it to combat this thing because I know it's very scary, but at some point in time, you, you got to get things back going. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. Cause I had a friend of mine who is a, uh, an Alabama season ticket holder and, uh, they uh, purchased their tickets the other day. They've released those for sale saying that we are going to play. Yeah, of course. Well, and, uh, same way with, That's our, what I was te- with, our, with our Georgia Tech stuff. Yeah. We, we're in, and they, everything's still on sale. They're still selling tickets for the Mercedes-Benz game in yeah. November. They've just, they've extended the deadline on those tickets for people, obviously, with the virus that you know it needed to be extended. But, yeah, the schedule is going to – is still listed as played. And I just – I do not see how – it's it's worth it. There's events you you know you eventually have to assimilate back. You know, look, the Spanish flu killed millions right. of people, and they didn't have a lick of the technology no. or protective equipment or any of the testing that we well, have I, in today's society. And they didn't go canceling no. the World's Fair. I no. mean, come on. It's going to come back to just an assessment. It'll be a risk assessment that you know any any business any any. Uh, organization has ever done it'll it'll be handled on a risk assessment basis of what is the legitimate risk of return to school return to sports return to business all that and and the question is just simply going to be you know how quickly are they going to make that assessment what are they going to base that assessment off of is it going to be testing science results the curve everybody's been talking about what is that going to be you know what is it going to come back? I know to? what so. the, I know what the measuring stick will be in Tuscaloosa. Roll Tide. <laughs> <laughs> there you, I don't think you can say it any better than that. That's it. And then there are other folks who will be like, "War Dam, we're War playing Dam football." Eagle. That's it. And you're gonna have people saying, "What's the good word?" And it's gonna be people in Georgia go down. They're not gonna be worried about the Corona. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You spill enough beer on the guy next to you, and I think you kill it. Yeah. Roll Tide. <laughs> Just We're not spilling the beer. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> hey, stick around. We'll be back next week. We'll uh, have something and somebody maybe to talk to again. So you never know. Check us out on our Facebook page at RBJ Show or RBJ Podcast and find out. Until then, we'll see you next week. Hello, everybody. This is Chris Blair, voice of the national champion Fighting Tigers of LSU. And you're locked in to the Rob, Ben, and Joe Show, Middle Georgia's number one voice of community and collegiate sports. Go Tigers!